there, friends, and welcome to the One Year Chronological Bible Podcast. My name is Emily Mowry, and I will be your host for this daily reading of the Bible with the hopes of finishing in a single year. Whether this is your first time reading the Bible, or you have made daily practice of it for many years, I pray that this podcast will strengthen your walk with Christ and be a blessing to you and those around you. What makes this podcast unique is that we read scripture in chronological order, as opposed to the traditional Genesis to Revelation book-by-book reading. I have been making this my daily practice since the year 2007, and I cannot tell you how much it has blessed my walk with Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul says in his epistle to Timothy that all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. Likewise, the psalmist says, the word of God is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. We will be reading from the New Living Translation version of the One Year Chronological Bible. Today is February 6th and our reading comes from Exodus 16:1 through 19:25. I pray this reading is a blessing to you, and without further ado, let's get started. Manna and Quail from Heaven, Exodus 16, 1-36 Then they left Elam and journeyed into the Sin Desert between Elam and Mount Sinai. They arrived there a month after leaving Egypt. There, too, the whole community of Israel spoke bitterly against Moses and Aaron. Oh, that we were back in Egypt, they moaned. It would have been better if the Lord had killed us there. At least there we had plenty to eat, but now you have brought us into this desert to starve us to death. Then the Lord said to Moses, Look, I am going to rain down food from heaven for you. The people can go out each day and pick up as much food as they need for that day. I will test them in this to see whether they will follow my instructions. Tell them to pick up twice as much as usual on the sixth day of each week. Then Moses and Aaron called a meeting of all the people of Israel and told them, In the evening you will realize it was the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt. In the morning you will see the glorious presence of the Lord. He has heard your complaints, which are against the Lord and not against us. The Lord will give you meat to eat in the evening and bread in the morning, for he has heard all your complaints against him. Yes, your complaints are against the Lord, not against us. Then Moses said to Aaron, Say this to the entire community of Israel. Come into the Lord's presence and hear his reply to your complaints. And as Aaron spoke to the people, they looked out toward the desert. Within the guiding cloud, they could see the awesome glory of the Lord. And the Lord said to Moses, I have heard the people's complaints. Now tell them, in the evening you will have meat to eat, and in the morning you will be filled with bread. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God. That evening, vast numbers of quail arrived and covered the camp. The next morning, the desert all around the camp was wet with dew. When the dew disappeared later in the morning, thin flakes white like frost covered the ground. The Israelites were puzzled when they saw it. What is it? they asked. And Moses told them, It is the food the Lord has given you. The Lord says that each household should gather as much as it needs. Pick up two quarts for each person. So the people of Israel went out and gathered this food, some getting more and some getting less. By gathering two quarts for each person, everyone had just enough. Those who gathered a lot had nothing left over, and those who gathered only a little still had enough. Each family had just what it needed. Then Moses told them, Do not keep any of it overnight. But of course, some of them didn't listen and kept some of it until morning. By then, it was full of maggots and had a terrible smell, and Moses was very angry with them. The people gathered the food morning by morning, each family according to its need. And as the sun became hot... The food they had not picked up melted and disappeared. On the sixth day, there was twice as much as usual on the ground, four quarts for each person instead of two. 
The leaders of the people came and asked Moses why this had happened. He replied, The Lord has appointed tomorrow as a day of rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. On this day, we will rest from our normal daily tasks. So bake or boil as much as you want today and set aside what is left for tomorrow. The next morning, the leftover food was wholesome and good without maggots or odor. Moses said, this is your food for today, for today is a Sabbath to the Lord. There will be no food on the ground today. Gather the food for six days, but the seventh day is a Sabbath. There will be no food on the ground for you on that day. Some of the people went out anyway to gather food, even though it was the Sabbath day, but there was none to be found. How long will these people refuse to obey my commands and instructions, the Lord asked Moses. Do they not realize that I have given them the seventh day, the Sabbath, as a day of rest? That is why I give you twice as much food on the sixth day, so there will be enough for two days. On the Sabbath day, you must stay in your places. Do not pick up food from the ground on that day. So the people rested on the seventh day. In time, the food became known as manna. It was white like coriander seed, and it tasted like honey cakes. Then Moses gave them this command from the Lord, Take two quarts of manna, and keep it forever as a treasured memorial of the Lord's provision. By doing this, later generations will be able to see the bread that the Lord provided in the wilderness when he brought you out of Egypt. Moses said to Aaron, Get a container, and put two quarts of manna into it, then store it into a sacred place as a reminder for all future generations. Aaron did this just as the Lord had commanded Moses. He eventually placed it for safekeeping in the Ark of the Covenant. So the people of Israel ate manna for 40 years until they arrived in the land of Canaan, where there are crops to eat. The container used to measure the manna was an omar, which was about two quarts. Water from the Rock, Exodus 17, 1-7 At the Lord's command, the people of Israel left the Zin Desert and moved from place to place. Eventually they came to Rephidim, but there was no water to be found there. So once more the people grumbled and complained to Moses. Give us water to drink, they demanded. Quiet, Moses replied. Why are you arguing with me? And why are you testing the Lord? But tormented by thirst, they continued to complain. Why did you ever take us out of Egypt? Why did you bring us here? We, our children and our livestock, will all die. Then Moses pleaded with the Lord, What should I do with these people? They are about to stone me. The Lord said to Moses, Take your shepherd's staff, the one you used when you struck the water of the Nile. Then call some of the leaders of Israel and walk on ahead of the people. I will meet you by the rock at Mount Sinai. Strike the rock and water will come pouring out. Then the people will be able to drink. Moses did just as he was told, and the leaders looked on. Water gushed out. Moses named the place Massa, the place of testing, and Meribah, the place of arguing, because the people of Israel argued with Moses and tested the Lord by saying, Is the Lord going to take care of us or not? Israel defeats the Amalekites. Exodus seventeen eight through 16 While the people of Israel were still at Rephidim, the warriors of Amalek came to fight against them. Moses commanded Joshua, Call the Israelites to arms and fight the army of Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand at the top of the hill with the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua did what Moses had commanded. He led his men out to fight the army of Amalek. Meanwhile, Moses, Aaron, and Hur went to the top of a nearby hill. As long as Moses held the staff up with his hands, the Israelites had the advantage. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites gained the upper hand. Moses' arms finally became so tired to hold up the staff any longer. So Aaron and Hur found a stone for him to sit on. Then they stood on each side, holding up his hands until sunset. 
As a result, Joshua and his troops were able to crush the army of Amalek. Then the Lord instructed Moses, Write this down as a permanent record and announce it to Joshua. I will blot out every trace of Amalek from under heaven. Moses built an altar there and called it, The Lord is my banner. He said, They have dared to raise their fists against the Lord's throne. So now the Lord will be at war with the Amalek, generation after generation. Jethro's visit to Moses, Exodus 18, 1-12. Word soon reached Jethro, the priest of Midian, and Moses' father-in-law, about all the wonderful things God had done for Moses and his people, the Israelites. He had heard about how the Lord had brought them out safely out of Egypt. Sometime before this, Moses had sent his wife Zipporah and his two sons to live with Jethro, his father-in-law. The name of Moses' first son was Gershom, for Moses had said when the boy was born, I have been a stranger in a foreign land. The name of his second son was Eleazar, for Moses had said at the birth, The God of my fathers was my helper. He delivered me from the sword of Pharaoh. Jethro now came to visit Moses, and he brought Moses' wife and two sons with him. They arrived while Moses and the people were camped near the mountain of God. Moses was told, Jethro, your father-in-law, has come to visit you. Your wife and your two sons are with him. So Moses went out to meet his father-in-law. He bowed to him respectfully and greeted him warmly. They asked about each other's health and then went to Moses' tent to talk further. Moses told his father-in-law about everything the Lord had done to rescue Israel from Pharaoh and the Egyptians. He also told him about the problems they had faced along the way and how the Lord had delivered his people from all their troubles. Jethro was delighted when he heard about all the Lord had done for Israel as he brought them out of Egypt. Praise be to the Lord, Jethro said, for he has saved you from the Egyptians and from Pharaoh. He has rescued Israel from the power of Egypt. I now know that the Lord is greater than all the other gods because his people have escaped from the proud and cruel Egyptians. Then Jethro presented a burnt offering and gave sacrifices to God. As Jethro was doing this, Aaron and the leaders of Israel came out to meet him. They all joined him in a sacrificial meal in God's presence. Jethro's Wise Advice, Exodus 18, 13-27 The next day, Moses sat as usual to hear the people's complaints against each other, They were lined up in front of him from morning till evening. When Moses' father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he said, Why are you trying to do all this alone? The people have been standing here all day to get your help. Moses replied, Well, the people come back to me to seek God's guidance. When an argument arises, I'm the one who settles the case. I inform the people of God's decisions and teach them his laws and instructions. This is not good, his father-in-law exclaimed. You are going to wear yourself out, and the people too. This job is too heavy a burden for you to handle all by yourself. Now let me give you a word of advice, and may God be with you. You should continue to be the people's representative before God, bringing him their questions to be decided. You should tell them God's decisions, teach them God's laws and instructions, and show them how to conduct their lives. But find some capable, honest men who fear God and hate bribes. Appoint them as judges over groups of 1,000, 150, and 10. These men can serve the people resolving all the ordinary cases. Anything that is too important or too complicated can be brought to you, but they can take care of the smaller matters themselves. They will help you carry the load, making the task easier for you. If you follow this advice, and if God directs you to do so, then you will be able to endure the pressures, and all of these people will go home in peace. Moses listened to his father-in-law's advice and followed his suggestions. He chose capable men from all over Israel, and made them judges over the people. 
They were put in charge of groups of 1,000, 100, 50, and 10. These men were constantly available to administer justice. They brought the hard cases to Moses, but they judged the smaller matters themselves. Soon after this, Moses said goodbye to his father-in-law, who returned to his own land. The Lord reveals himself at Sinai, Exodus 19, 1-25. The Israelites arrived in the wilderness of Sinai exactly two months after they left Egypt. After breaking camp at Rephidim, they came to the base of Mount Sinai and set up camp there. Then Moses climbed to the mountain to appear before God. The Lord called out to him from the mountain and said, Give these instructions to the descendants of Jacob, the people of Israel. You have seen what I did to the Egyptians. You know how I brought you to myself and carried you on eagle's wings. Now if you will obey me and keep my covenant, you will be my own special treasure from among all the nations of the earth, for all the earth belongs to me. And you will be to me a kingdom of priests, my holy nation. Give this message to the Israelites. Moses returned from the mountain and called together the leaders of the people and told them what the Lord had said. They all responded together. We will certainly do everything the Lord asks of us. So Moses brought the people's answers back to the Lord. Then the Lord said to Moses, I am going to come to you in a thick cloud so the people themselves can hear me as I speak to you. Then they will always have confidence in you. Moses told the Lord what the people had said. Then the Lord told Moses, Go down and prepare the people for my visit. Purify them today and tomorrow and have them wash their clothing. Be sure they are ready on the third day, for I will come down upon Mount Sinai as all the people watch. Set boundary lines that the people may not pass. Warn them. Be careful. Do not go up on the mountain or even touch its boundaries. Those who do will certainly die. Any people or animals that cross that boundary must be stoned to death or shot with arrows. They must not be touched by human hands. The people must stay away from the mountain until they hear one long blast of the ram's horn. Then they must all gather at the foot of the mountain. So Moses went down to the people. He purified them for worship and had them wash their clothing. He told them, get ready for an important event two days from now. And until then, abstain from having sexual intercourse. On the morning of the third day, there was a powerful thunder and lightning storm, and a dense cloud came down upon the mountain. There was a long, loud blast from the ram's horn, and all the people trembled. Moses led them out from the camp to meet with God, and they stood at the foot of the mountain. All Mount Sinai was covered with smoke, because the Lord had descended on it in a form of fire. The smoke billowed into the sky, and like smoke from the furnace, and the whole mountain shook with violent earthquakes. As the horn blast grew louder and louder, Moses spoke, and God thundered his reply for all to hear. The Lord came down on top of Mount Sinai and called Moses to the top of the mountain. So Moses climbed the mountain. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go back down and warn the people not to cross the boundaries. They must not come up here to see the Lord, for those who do will die. Even the priests who regularly come near to the Lord must purify themselves, or I will destroy them. But Lord, the people cannot come up to the mountain, Moses protested, you already told them not to. You told me to set the boundaries around the mountain and to declare it off limits. But the Lord said, Go down anyway and bring Aaron back with you. In the meantime, do not let the priests or the people cross the boundaries to come up here. If they do, I will punish them. So Moses went down to the people and told them what the Lord had said. Thanks for 
That's the end of today's reading. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast and tell your friends about it. As we leave today, I pray blessing over you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen and amen. God bless you, dear friends. Thank you.